0: Ben's podcast, focusing on college basketball today with March Madness upon us. I consider the conference tournaments part of March Madness. Maybe not the national bracket yet. Let's see if Pitt finds its way in there or plays its way out. I think they're in, but there seems to be some discrepancy between the bracketologists. Joining us right now to talk about that, he covers Pitt. He's covered Duquesne. We haven't talked to him in a while. It's Jerry DePaula from the Trib. Jerry, great to catch up with you again. How you been?
1: My favorite time of year, Tim. Let's get the madness started.
0: I'm with you. And uh, Pitt will be playing in Greensboro in the ACC tournament. Do they need to win one to get in for sure, Jerry? What do you think?
1: In my my opinion, yes. Uh, if you if you go by Joe Inardi's bracketology, he has uh, Pitt as the next to the last team with a bye. And Penn State actually is the last team with the bye.
0: Yeah, how about that?
1: Uh, so that means... If they lose this, this game to, to Georgia Tech or Florida State, two teams, they're in the lower end of the ACC. Uh, Pitt could get could actually get knocked off the bubble and right into the NIT. Wouldn't that be a come down? Uh, I think they need to win this. I mean, they will win this game. I have a feeling they're going to win this game by double digit by a double digit margin. It may be close for a while, but I think they'll come back and and and, and whoever they play, they're going to beat them. And it has to be Georgia Tech three times. It's very difficult to beat a team three times in one season, uh, but uh, Georgia Tech, I think, is going to Beat Florida State, Florida State, uh, you know, has lost by a lot of big margins this year too. Even though they beat Miami uh, in in Miami last week, that's something to think about too. We but, even though
0: Florida State beat Pitt, right?
1: Florida State beat Pitt in January, you know, at, at the beat, you know, and that's that's the reason that Pitt is on the bubble right now uh, because they lost to Florida State at home. They lost to Virginia Tech, another you know, bad team in the ACC, or a team close to the bottom of the standings. Uh, they lost to Michigan. They lost to West Virginia by 25, 30-point margins, uh, and those teams are, are barely 500 teams. Uh, and West Virginia is you know, probably going to get in because everybody loves the Big 12. Uh, but uh, I, I think that some of these losses that Pitt has uh, are, are going to hurt them in the end.
0: There seems to be some split opinion on Pitt. Like, for instance, Jerry Palm in the CBS Bracketology has them more snug into the tournament. He's got them as a nine seed.
1: You know, I think it's best if Pitt ends up as a ten or eleven seed uh, because if you're if you're an eight, if you're an eight, eight or nine and you win, you got to play the number the number one seed in your in your region. But if you're an eleven or a ten, uh, you don't you don't, you don't have to do that. Although Leonardi's, uh Lonardi's Bracketology has Pitt playing Kentucky. Uh, in the first game yeah, 6 11 game, game uh and then the, the, and then they would have to play gonzaga after that and the gonzaga has been a team just out, like a number two seed just just out of the uh the uh, top the, the top five all season but i think they're very good and they're probably going to be an elite eight team in the end uh, but you know pitt is one of those teams that uh, they've had a nice season they, they play they played really hard and they played you know, with a lot of confidence and, and uh, a lot of togetherness you know, which is a a, a switch from uh, previous Jeff Capel teams, and he's mentioned that a couple times. He even talked yesterday about uh, three three ways he described his team. His five years at Pitt would be hard, dysfunction, and incredibly rewarding. But dysfunction is part of it until this year when he brought these all these guys in from all these different colleges, all these transfer guys, and they all meshed together like they knew have known each other all their lives. So I give credit to Capel a lot of credit for that, but. Uh, losing to Notre Dame, my goodness. I mean, I understand there was so much emotion with Mike Bray, everything, his last home game. But then they went to Clemson and lost by 26 or something like that uh, a couple of days later. So, you know, Pitt has those bad losses, and that's have some good wins, obviously. Miami and Virginia are good wins, but when you lose to Notre Dame and, and Virginia Tech and Florida State, uh, that, that's not good. And and if you can't win on, on, two, on Wednesday, I don't think they're going to the tournament.
0: I'm with you, Jerry. Uh, what you said earlier about at least the first round game, if they do manage to get in. uh, Maybe it is better off if they're in 11 or a 10, so long as they don't have to play in Dayton first. You know, you have just as good of a shot, I think, of winning your first round game if you're in 11 or 10 based on the parity in college basketball, and then maybe a better shot of winning the second round game as opposed to perhaps eking one out in an 8-9 game and then getting a number one because I do think it gets a little thicker in the top four or five. After that, it feels like a pretty significant drop-off to me between um, those top, you know, four or five teams in basketball and then a big, thick middle, if you know what I mean. Like, I'll give you the Palm one, for example, again. If they're a 9-8, they get Providence in the first round in Columbus. I mean, that would almost be a home game for
1: Pitt, I would think and then probably. Purdue in the second round is probably going to be a home game for Purdue. Well, <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot of difference between playing Purdue and Gonzaga in the second round. I think Gonzaga is a 1-8. Actually, they'll probably be a 2, uh, but they're just as good See, as some Palm of See, Palm has
0: them as a 3. I actually think they might fall off the 2-line, Jerry, even if they beat St. Mary's in the championship.
1: Uh, if be, they beat St. Mary's for a second time this season, I think they'll be a 2 for sure. Okay, all right. Uh, but, you, you know, what I'm rooting for, Tim, <laughs> and maybe... I like to root for the story. How about Pitt versus Penn State and Dayton?
0: Oh, I'd uh, love that. Well, for a <laughs> while it was looking like you might see Pitt, Penn State, and West Virginia all in Dayton.
1: I guess yeah, probably not all three of them will go to Dayton, but I, but I think it would be very interesting in in uh, almost karma uh, if Pitt has to play, if Penn State has to play Pitt. Now I don't think there's a is a a real uh, didn't. Uh, Problem with Penn State not wanting to play Pitt in basketball. I think it's mostly in football, but still, it would it would be a great game. You really would. Have, we can we, we can all drive there. Uh, a lot of fans would be coming from both places. Would be, and that's a great place to play basketball too. It's a great venue. So that, that's if you don't, if Pitt actually has to do that, I don't think it's going to be that bad bad of a thing for them. Quick Just as- get in is good.
0: Quick aside here, Jerry. I don't know how you feel about this. I've always been of the opinion that since they expanded the Dayton games and made them, you know, the first four. I've always wanted those to be like the bloated extra teams, the big conference teams from the Power Fives that are trying to get in on the 11 line. I don't like the Cinderella small conference teams having to play each other in those games. I'd rather just see those teams get into the field of 64, get what they deserve for winning their conference tournament, and if you're barely playing to get in, if you're one of the last four at-large teams in, those spots should all be for those kind of teams, like the 11 seeds. Everybody should just play to get onto an 11 line. That's what I think. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think that those, they match up two 16s, at least two 16s in two of those four games, uh, just because they already don't deserve to be in the, in the field of 64. Uh, I don't know about my,
0: that. I, I think if you if you're allowing teams to get in for winning your conference, if you're recognized as a D1 conference, then you deserve it. You deserve the chance to lose by 35 to Gonzaga.
1: <laughs> that's what I think. Well, maybe that's what they're trying to avoid. They're, they're trying to, uh, to avoid that. You know, some of these teams are going to lose by 50. You know, I, I think there's been there's been some of those games. Of course, well, you know, Virginia was the number one seed lost uh, a couple of like five years ago in 2018. I remember covering the Pirates in Bradenton and watching that game. But but Jerry, uh, yeah, you know the, what
0: though? It doesn't doesn't having bigger schools draw more eyeballs to
1: the sets and bring more people to Dayton. Oh, absolutely! I not already have Mississippi State as one of the the, the uh, first four. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, let me look here. Let me see if I can bring this up. Well, I can tell you what Palm has that's still up in front of me here. It's Michigan, Penn State, Mississippi State, and Utah State.
1: Well, there's a, a couple power six teams right there. Three of them. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really think that, that you're right. I think that would be draw eyeballs. It would be more interesting than than uh, you know, Southeast Missouri State against Drake, uh, which which might be one of the ones we see. Who wants to see that, right? You, you know. So, uh, but I, I just think that it, w- it would be interesting if, if Pitt could Pitt could play Penn State in the uh, in the first four. Uh, they have a chance to win, obviously, a better chance to win than if they open up against Kentucky. I think. Um, you know, I think Kentucky's a better team than Penn State. That's another thing. I think it's some of these teams that have been struggling during the season uh, are, are going to make some noise in their conference tournaments and in the NCAA tournament. I think North Carolina, if you want to talk about that right now, Tim, as a matter of fact, just my pick to go all the way to the, the ACC tournament championship game. I, I think North Carolina, even though they lost to the Dukes the other night in, in a close game, they've been playing better lately. They have a lot of talent on that team. And I think they can beat Virginia in their second game.
0: Where would you see Drake as a 16 line? I've seen him as high as a 12.
1: So I, just, I just was pulling oh, names okay. out of the, right, out of okay. the air. Southeast Missouri State and UNC Asheville. There's two 16s, right? And then Farley Dickinson, you know, is a team that lost a pit this year by, by, by a bunch of points. And they used to be in – they're in the Northeast Conference. They used to, you know, beat Robert Morris every year. Sorry, not every year, but the, they they played Robert Morris a lot. So that, that's the kind of team you're going to see you know, in the, uh, in, in the, in that first four. But uh, I think you're right. Pitt, Penn State or, or, or Mississippi State, Kentucky or whatever, would be games that uh, would move, way more interesting.
0: Jerry DePaulo with this, You mentioned how far you think North Carolina going to go. How far you got Pitt going?
1: Uh, I think they'll win Wednesday you know, against, I, don't know, I think it's going to be Georgia Tech against Pitt and Pitt's going to win Wednesday. And uh, I, I can see them beating Duke in the next game. But if I had to make a prediction, if you really, you really wanted me to make a prediction, I'd have to pick Duke. You know, Duke has too much talent, too much one-and-done, too many NBA guys who have who, who fra- been freshmen all year and now are re- really playing better because they have a lot of experience. They've won six in a row. Only two teams in the ACC are going into the tournament with, with winning streaks. Uh, Georgia Tech has won three in a row, and, and Duke has, has six in a row. So I, I think Pitt will give Duke a very good game. It'll be a close game, probably like the Miami game Saturday night. But I see Pitt getting knocked out by Duke in in their second ACC game.
0: I was looking at some of the odds, Jerry, and I wrote about this in the Trib today. Both Duquesne and Pitt, even though they've had really strong turnaround seasons, they're not getting a lot of love from the Ken Palm chances. Um, You know, the Ken Palm website did predictive theories and, and threw out the not odds, but percent chance of both those teams winning. They did it for every conference, actually. Right, and they've so got yeah. Pitt as a six point six percent chance of winning the A, uh, the ACC, and for the A ten, Duquesne is at seven point two percent. I actually saw on Bet Rivers that the odds for Duquesne plus eight hundred. That's better than Fordham, who's at plus fourteen hundred. That's surprising to me, given that Fordham has beaten Duquesne huh. twice. And given that Duquesne would have to go through Fordham to get to the semifinals,
1: and Duquesne didn't even show up for that Fordham game on Saturday, that was has to be a big disappointment. They had a chance; they weren't earned a double bye in the Atlantic Ten tournament, and they just got blown out in the second half by Fordham. Uh, Well, how about this, Tim? You know, this is kind of a radical thought that I've been thinking about lately. What if Pitt loses uh, on Wednesday, and they don't get the NCAA tournament, and they go to the NIT? Okay, which is a huge come down. You know for what they have been expecting all year, and and who who might they play in the NIT? How about Duquesne? That'd be great. Force A the city 20, game on them. But they, for, well, the NIT, I guess the teams, each school might have something to say about about who their opponents are, right? Is there more more of that going on in the NIT than the NCAA? You can actually the NCAA have no, you can't you can't ask to play anybody, but maybe the NIT, if they come to Pitt and, and Pitt and say, hey, how about you about playing Duquesne in the NIT? I think Jeff Capel would give him a, a rousing no.
0: <laughs> I would agree with that, and I think it's funny because Pitt fans keep wanting that to happen in a bowl game so they can get Penn State. Um, it's ironic that that would be the case, but you know, from what I've heard from Keith Danbrod, he's still a bit dubious of their chances of getting into the NIT because the A-10's likely only going to get one team in. Let's say it's VCU or Dayton, then it's going to be the other one of them, St. Louis, Fordham. I bet those three teams are in before Duquesne. And depending on what George Mason does, maybe even George Mason or Davidson, too, depending on what they do in the tournament.
1: Well, Duquesne would have to make a run, uh, yeah. you know, maybe to yeah. the semifinals to get into the NIT, I think. Uh, I, don't, I think that's possible. Uh, you know, the times I've watched Duquesne play this year, they have a lot of talent on that team. And, and Keith Danbrot uh, has done a tremendous job. Uh, you know, putting that team together. Pretty much, you know, what, what Jeff Capel has done, you know, bringing in these transfers and just, you know, re- redoing the whole face of the team in, in one off season. You know, they won six games last year. Boy, that's tough. You, you win six games in one entire season out of, th- out of 31 games. That's hard to do. And here, here they are sitting with 20 right now. And I think it's the first time in maybe two or three decades that uh, Pitt and Duquesne have both won 20 games in the same season. So it would be interesting if they played. But It would be more interesting in, interesting if they played uh, you know, in, in a regular game every year. Uh, but for some reason, you know, they don't want to do it. Pitt doesn't want to do it for the same reason that Penn State doesn't want to play Pitt in football.
0: Well, you know what, Jerry? I think with the way things have gone this year for Pitt, it's underscored why they would never do the City game again. Because Take know, lose. that VCU game is hanging over their head like crazy. The one bad loss, perceived bad loss to Florida State's hanging over their head. You know, bad losses count more than anything else these days, and I think that's why Pitt is so reticent to do the City game, whereas beating Duquesne wouldn't mean much for him.
1: Yeah, but Michigan and West Virginia are bad losses too, aren't they? You know, they probably, they probably expected Michigan and West Virginia to be better teams you know, than what they are right now. I think it's probably why, you know, Jeff Capel scheduled them. Uh, but uh, that, that, if they've lost to, to Duquesne uh, in, instead of West Virginia, that would probably be considered a worse loss, I guess, but they're both kind of mediocre teams anyway.
0: Jerry, before we go, thoughts on some of the pick guys and how they showed out at the Combine, particularly Kalijah Kansi.
1: He ran a faster 40 time than Aaron Donald did, right? By one one-hundredth of a
0: second. Yeah, when yeah, they when they retimed his second go-round, it ended up being a tenth of a second
1: faster, yeah. So, there's, so it's 4.66, I think? 6.7. 6.7, and, and Donald was 4.68. Uh, you yeah know, they people comparing him to Aaron Donald, which is really unfair to the poor guy. I mean, he's a nice player, very good player, uh, you know, and an impactful player. You know, not only you know, when on your roster and your starting lineup, but impact the way he knocks people down. Uh, I, I remember Charlie Partridge uh, talking to me in the office last season. He said he was grading the the video on the way back from Virginia Tech. I think it was last year, actually. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, he's watching. You know, I play with him. we Just ran right into a guy and knocked him over. You know, like like a like a cement truck. And he went whoo! <laughs> like wow, that's something else. And all the guys sitting around and started laughing because he knew exactly what he was looking at. Cancy can really make an impact when he hits somebody, and has a really good chance he's going to be a first round pick. And of course, I think it's going to be a really good chance he'll be there when the Steelers pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the Steelers think about him. Uh, they do need uh, some help on the defensive line, obviously, uh, and he, he could probably help them. Uh, they they need help everywhere, actually, in both lines, uh, and probably a wide receiver too. Uh, but Cansy uh, might be there when Pitt picks.
0: I saw, even though he didn't or run. Did, pick, I'm sorry. I saw, even though he didn't run due to a hamstring injury, that Abanacanda was talking to Dallas, the Ravens, Broncos, Saints, and Miami. Boy, I think the Ravens and Miami would be great fits for
1: him. Yeah, you know, Izzy you know, uh, is a uh, kind of running back, has some size to him, some, some big, broad shoulders and big thighs, uh, but he also has, has breakaway speed. We saw that in the in Tennessee game last season where he just burst in, he one crack through the through the uh, defensive line, gets into that secondary, and he's outruns guys. And he's running cornerbacks, SEC cornerbacks, and you don't see that that, that often. Uh, I, I think the guy has a chance to be a pretty good running back in the NFL, no matter where he goes. And, and I think if you goes to, you know Dallas would be a good place for him. Uh, you know he could learn you know behind behind you know, their veteran running backs, uh, and, and maybe even play a little bit as his, his, his first year. So yeah, I think he's going to be a good 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 pro running back. What
0: about the way Addison performed? Uh, he pulled out after tweaking his back. He didn't run a great forty time. Measured a little smaller than anticipated. Uh, is his stock dropping a little bit after what I felt was an ascent going into some of the pre-draft workouts?
1: Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, you know, Jordan Addison is a great player, and Pitt would not have won the ACC championship without him. And um, I'm sure Kenny Pickett would love to be reunited with him, you know, on this Steelers. And Addison uh, probably would like to come back, and Pitt fans would probably, you know, welcome him back. He came and played for the Steelers. They were upset with him, you know, after he transferred to USC. But uh, all can be forgiven if he plays for the great Steel team. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure that he, he's a uh, first half of the first run pick. I think he's a second half of the first run guy. Um, you know, wide receivers today, some of the better ones, I think, in the NFL are bigger guys. You know, you know guys with some thickness to them who can also run. Uh, and, and Addison can do all that. And he, you know, he made, he made that great catch against Virginia, uh, where he wrestled the ball away from a Virginia cornerback and went for a touchdown. Uh, the clinched to the ACC championship in 2021. And he's he's a physical guy, but he doesn't have the great size that uh, you know, I think a lot of these NFL teams are looking for. So I would think that uh, uh, Addison would be a second 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 half of the first round guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, is he all that different from Zay Flowers, really, from Boston College? No, not really.
1: You're not really, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. The wide receivers, it seems to be in the NFL. I heard it's a bad year for wide receivers in the NFL this year. But you can get a good ones later on, too. I mean, if the Steelers are looking for for another wide receiver in a draft, I don't think they should take one in the first round, you know, even if Addison is there. And you know, I don't know what they think of him. I'm sure Mike Tallman, you know, loves him because he loves all those pit guys. But uh, I, I just think that uh, it, it's time, you know, for the Steelers to, to address either cornerback or maybe linebacker. Or one of the one of the, the trench positions, offensive, offensive or defensive line, and pick up a wide receiver later. You get you got two picks in the second round, right? So you can get one maybe there. Jerry, thanks. Greatly
0: appreciate it. Let's talk again soon, and let's talk again if the brackets come out and Pitt is in the field of 64, or let's talk again before the city game in the NIT that you proposed.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, Tim. Good talking to you. Have a great one,
0: Jerry DePaula from the Trib here on Breakfast the Bens.